Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Shit is getting real, Jason. Woo! I am uh, getting rid of everything. You and me both, buddy. Not quite Spartan <laughs> like you, but uh, I'm packing up a bunch of stuff. It's a... It's, uh, it's been crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is my last month here, and then I moved to Toronto, and you know, the wife and I have been kind of slowly going through things over the past few months, and then we woke up and went, oh, shit, we only have like four more weeks. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're theoretically moving to Toronto, because if you don't hurry the hell up, you're going to be stuck here. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, the my old company storage unit is now gone. That's been sitting around forever. Um, my Vespa has taken its final ride and it's been delivered to its new location. And uh, we've given up the ghost on trying to keep our place looking normal. And we're just surrounded by packed boxes everywhere now. So good times. That's how it goes. That's how yep. it goes. I had, I had a garage sale this weekend and it, it dawned on me. A garage sale is the perfect way to turn thousands of dollars worth of beloved items into pocket change. Exactly. <laughs> I don't ridiculous. even bother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, basically, you only put things out that you would give away. And anything that comes in is just like, it's just a bonus. Just a bonus. Yep. Yeah. We're, uh, we're donating a shit ton of our stuff to, uh, what's the organization that uh, Carter works for all the time? Building houses. Habitat for Humanity. They're going to be, uh, they, we have a scheduled pickup. And uh, they will be taking away lots of my beloved items because it's not worth it for me to go sit in my front lawn for a day. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, <laughs> we have a friend that does it for us. I put it out there, say, I want this much for it. And then about halfway through the day, I'm just like, get rid of this shit. <laughs> I <don't laughs> just, care. just let people take it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, so I got a little follow up on class action lawsuits, Brian. Mm -hmm. We always joke that, you know, you have to file for them. You have to take the money because otherwise it just goes back to the lawyers. It, it is our civic duty to do this. It is the only way that the money gets taken away from these companies. It's the only way they get punished. And it's still even just a, a kiss and a slap. But fucking take your pennies, people. Exactly. Exactly. But I've noticed they're going up. I got a uh, I got a check from uh, Birch Communication Settlement. I don't even know mm -hmm. what the hell this one was for. It's like basically some kind of robocall thing and some plumber sued the company. And thanks to the plumber, I got twenty four dollars and thirty four cents more than you made from your garage sale. Yeah, about <laughs> just about. <laughs> and another one I got in the mail. This was uh, for Drizzly. Yep. Now, I'd never heard of Drizzly until you lost a bet and sent me a bunch of beer when I lived in Chicago. Mm -hmm. That was the Twitter <laughs> bet, I think. Yes, and it you, was. Yeah. Yeah. And you sent me some Drizzly uh, beer delivery. And I'm like, ooh, I kind of like beer delivery in the middle of winter. So I signed up and I, I'm, I'm guessing you probably got one of these too, one of the emails? Uh, yes, I used, uh, well, in addition to sending you the beer in Chicago, Drizzly was my mainstay uh, the first few months of the uh, pandemic when we felt like we couldn't go anywhere and nothing was open anyway. So they brought me the alcohol that got me through the early days. <laughs> Did you switch to somebody more uh, cost effective during the later days? Uh, I switched to going fucking out to the store and wearing a mask, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we uh we use Total Wine for our deliveries. So hopefully they'll get breached soon too because uh, yeah, I'm sure all, they will. <laughs> yeah, this is a data breach settlement and uh my roommate Shay got a check the other day for $180 from a data breach settlement. I can't remember who it was from, but I'm That's like a big these, one. these are going up. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think it's certainly for the data breach ones. I think that at some point, uh, some judge said enough with uh, just giving people free credit monitoring. Everybody in the entire country has free credit monitoring for the next 25 years because that's all that was given away for a while. I know. They're going to have my credit score on my on my tombstone because I'm still getting monitored <laughs> yeah. long into the afterlife. <laughs> in the news... Well, Jason, it's another week and another people, uh, another group of people have lost all their Bitcoin again. Again? Again. This time it's in South Africa. Cryptocurrency investors in South Africa may have lost nearly $3.6 billion. Well, I mean, check the exchange rate right now. Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? <laughs> in Bitcoin, following the disappearance of two brothers associated with one of the country's largest cryptocurrency exchanges. According to Bloomberg, a law firm in Cape Town says it cannot locate Amir and Ras. Kaji, the founders of AfriCrypt. In <laughs> okay. April, the, the exchange told its investors it was the victim of a hack and asked them not to report the incident to the authorities on account that it would slow down the process of recovering their missing money. Hmm. Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and AfriCrypt is known for their abscondo coin. <laughs> <laughs> so yes the law firm that has been uh hired to kind of follow this thing says they cannot find the brothers at all uh it found that someone had withdrawn the pooled funds from the local accounts and client wallets where the coins were stored originally and put them through tumblers and mixers making it difficult although not impossible to trace the money <sighs> buyer beware yep yep <laughs> caveat crypto <laughs> yep yep Ah, I saw this one. This is fun. A judge dismissed the United States' antitrust lawsuit against Facebook, saying the FTC failed to show that the company was a monopoly. Because they're kind of not, really. I mean, they're they're, not. There are other social networks. They're just douchey. Yeah. (laughs) They they are not a monopoly. They are too big and um, they engage in very suspect practices and they're shitty, but they're not a monopoly. Yes, yes. The (laughs) FTC has to prove the burden of douche. So we'll see how that goes. But this one, this is this right on the heels of this one, which I, I just love. Facebook can be held liable for sex trafficking, says Texas court. Okay. Now, people, this is where your words matter. The Texas Supreme Court has ruled that Facebook can be held liable if sex traffickers use the platform to victimize children on Friday. What about the other six days of the week, I ask? <laughs> yeah. What day is it? Thursday. <laughs> cool. No Thank problems. You. <laughs> Thank you, futurism.com, for that one. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. Well, I don't, you know, uh, okay, this is good, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. The court, dis- court disagreed with Facebook's, and uh, they said in a majority opinion, we do not understand Section 230 to create a lawless no-man's land on the internet <laughs> in which states are powerless to impose liability on websites that knowingly or intentionally participate in the evil of online human trafficking. Take that, Zuck. Hmm. Well, I mean... In Facebook's defense, I doubt that they are knowingly or intentionally participating in in human trafficking. It's just their platform is being used for it. Ads or not? Yeah, I suppose it does. (laughs) I mean, mean, I'm pretty sure every Russian bride site is going to be, you know, under that umbrella. So, uh, got to check the check the ads. That's true. That's true. You can do anything on Facebook if you pay for it. Let's be honest. That is that's how Trump is back. Yep. So, yep. There you go. Uh, So we talk a bit about investing on here, and I've been talking a little bit now and then about how I'm trying to 
to become more of an uh, ethical investor. And uh, as part of that, I dumped my Facebook stock quite a while ago because fuck them mm-hmm. and they're evil. Uh, so there is a tiny company out there. It's a hedge fund called Engine Number One. And uh, they made the news because of what happened with ExxonMobil a little while back, which is uh, they basically instigated a shareholders revolt that unseated three members of the oil company's board of directors and replaced them with more climate concerned candidates. So that's the first time that anything like that has ever happened. And it was pretty cool. And uh, they caught my eye at that point. So I've kind of been following what they're doing. And now they're basically opening things up to us regular folks, ordinary investors, anybody with a 401k, you Robin Hood type people, all that sort of stuff. They are launched. uh, Well, as of now, they have launched an exchange traded fund or ETF that will track the performance of the 500 largest public companies in America. And obviously, you know, you put enough money in there, they have enough power on the boards of the or at least be able to bend the ear of people on the boards in these companies. And uh, they're going to keep fighting the fight for climate change. And I love this idea. I will be investing in this. So All pretty right. cool so, if so, you're into that. According to this uh, article, you are macro prudentially curious. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I am. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it sounds good, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a, it's, here's something out there for those of you that want to try to you know invest ethically. This seems to be a good deal here. So check them out. Uh, AI uh, algorithms. Here we go. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. There is a company called Epic Systems. It is the biggest electronic health record company in the United States, and it claims using that big data that they can solve a major problem for hospitals in d- identifying early signs of sepsis and often deadly complication from infections that can lead to organ failure. Sepsis is scary ass shit. I've known a yeah. couple people that have had it, and uh, they were close to dead. Yeah, that's not. It's not good shit. <laughs> it is the leading cause of death in hospitals. So obviously, hey, cool. Use your big data. Come up with a way to predict this early. Save a bunch of lives, right? Maybe Sounds not. Good. The <laughs> algorithm does not work as well as. <laughs> yeah. Shockingly, the algorithm does not work as well as advertised, according to a new study published in the JAMA Internal Medicine on Monday. Uh, Epic says its alert system can correctly differentiate patients who do and don't have sepsis 76% of the time, which sounds great. The new study found it was only right 63% of the time. They missed a ton of cases. There were a ton of false positives, and it just does not work as well as it does, which, okay, that sucks. Maybe they can do better with it. Hmm, if it were a free service being being supplied, <laughs> then maybe I wouldn't feel so bad about it. But if you're charging for it and you're claiming that it works way better than it actually does, that's some bullshit. Yeah, 63% is not much over random. No, just a little bit. About just 13%. A, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. And tying into that story, I also found this over on The Verge. Hospitals are selling treasure troves of medical data. What could go wrong? There's nothing new in this article that we haven't talked about about a gazillion times on here, which is basically they're selling everything. Uh, Doesn't count for HIPAA because, you know, they de-identify the records. Bullshit. (laughs) Yes, we know that doesn't fucking work. So uh, just so you don't know, uh, or just in case you didn't know because you've never listened to this show, uh, these companies can sell your data. They don't need your consent. They don't even have to tell you that they've done it because they just kind of pretend that they've de-identified it and that's that. So good times. Yeah, I like this. They they call uh, de-identification a privacy placebo. Which, yes. you know, and, <laughs> although the problem is half the time a placebo works. So <laughs> and I think they might want to change that term just a little bit. But yeah, this is just standard bullshit. Get the yep. data, resell it, profit. Yep. And in what I thought was kind of an interesting move, uh, Amazon has buying the secure messaging platform Wicker, 
which I have personally not heard of, but I guess it's uh, big in government right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of why they're buying it, because, you know, they lost the Jedi contract, at least for now, and they want to get into that space. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, to me, I- I'm going to do my Kara Swisher here. I think it's interesting. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I just find it, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just interesting. What do you think? Because I find it interesting. <laughs> Okay, I'm done was, with my character. I was, just to, I was just listening to that podcast this morning. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> Look, if you had to take a fucking drink every time she said something was interesting and then offered absolutely no more thoughts on it, you would be dead drunk 10 minutes into the podcast. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> want to see the uh, the Grumpy Old Geeks podcast bingo card personally though because i'm sure we've got some we've got some things that we do every single week so. oh i'm sure i'm sure but uh, the interesting thing is just starting to drive me nuts i think i need to take a break from her podcast for a little bit yeah anyways it's, it's, uh, it's getting a little repetitive, repetitive i did find it interesting just because i hadn't really noticed that amazon had really bought into other kind of um platforms or software before so i thought uh, okay why are they buying a secure messaging platform that seems weird but i guess they're tying it in with aws for their customers so that Mm -hmm. kind of sort of makes sense so i get it and it's not that interesting no it's not actually that interesting and i thought i thought they completely reversed the whole jedi deal anyway so i think it's all i I basically i think it's been scrapped and they're gonna have to start over again everybody's gonna have to do get their get their powerpoint presentations ready and pitch again yeah because bezos (laughs) got butt hurt yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, this is, you know, this is just a service they can sell on AWS. So, yep. um, and it's probably a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need I suppose it. suppose it is. I guess if you, I mean, if we wanted to roll out our own GOG private, you know, White messaging label network. Messaging network. Yeah. Yep. All right. There you go. And a new study has come out that many people don't want to work anymore unless it's from home. Now yep. we've been hearing. <laughs> they they need an hearing, article for this. <laughs> yes, I mean everybody sees this. I, I don't know about you, Jason, but anywhere I go, I see signs up. Uh, you know, employees needed. We need bartenders. We need servers. We need waiters. We need waitresses. Uh, nobody wants to go back to those jobs because after a year and a half of not working them, they realize that they're fucking shitty and don't get paid well. And also, smart people, a lot of smart people, have found other forms of employment during the pandemic and don't need to go back to those jobs yeah that's the problem (laughs) yeah tons of people are and uh, as far as like not those kind of jobs as far as office jobs and things like that people are just quitting people are done (laughs) i just want to know where the hell they're going you know Uh, they're not they're living off the money that they saved up during the pandemic which for a lot of people is quite a lot of money yeah there's gonna come a reckoning for that Oh, yeah. Of course there is, Jason. There's no free lunches. (laughs) No, there's not. Well, nowadays there's no lunches because there's nobody in the kitchen to cook it for you. This is true. Uh, But the article goes on to say if you're one of the approximately 50% of Americans who worked remotely during the pandemic, you're probably wondering if remote work is in the cards after the pandemic is over. The vast majority of people say they'd like to work remotely at least part of the time. But the reality is that there are far fewer remote jobs than there are people who say they want them. Only about 10% of jobs on popular hiring platforms include remote work. And as the study is going on to say, you know, people have figured out that they were productive. They were able to do it. Uh, They were able to figure out a way to make uh, work from home work and they didn't have to commute and they got to spend more time with their families and taking care of other things. Uh, My cautionary tale on this is, as everybody discovers, there is this thing called work creep. And when you're working from home, work creep goes into your entire day and night. So 
I'm not sure how well people are going to do with this long term, but they want to do it. And the this article is basically saying if you want to, if you're a company and you want to hire people, you better start offering some work from home options. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it's going to be from now on. We knew that yeah, there was I, going to be a you know a, a big tectonic shift in how people were going to work after this whole thing was over. So. Yeah, it's here. So I'm sure some companies will be able to allow complete work from home for certain people, but I think more often than not, it's going to be a hybrid. And like I discussed uh, on our Discord channel, that's something that the company that I'm going to work for is going to be doing, looking to go in two to three days a week uh, and the rest of the time from home. And I think that's going to become pretty pretty common. See, what we need to do now is we need to get that telerobotic bartender gig going so we can all sit at home with our vr goggles and then with my handsets i can pour you a drink so i can be socially distant working from home and still be a bartender and we are literally at idiocracy yep <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you have to kick kick the robot in the balls every five minutes warmer sunnier days are calling and it's time to fuel up with factors no prep no mess meals Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This may supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month 
and four extra months for free, which means only one buck ninety eight cents a month and up to eighty three percent off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's thirty day risk free challenge. You can try it out for thirty days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Media Candy. So I vaguely remember that there is a Dune movie coming out at some point. Sort of. I, yeah. I, in the distant past, I, I remember seeing a trailer and being cautiously optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to wait even longer now. Um, they delayed it first to October 1st. Uh, it was going to be December 18th last year. It's now been pushed uh, three weeks. That's an odd number to October 22nd for no reason whatsoever I can figure out other than maybe they're hoping more people will go into theaters at that point, but who cares? I won't be because it'll be released simultaneously on HBO Max. Yeah, so. this is one of the last ones that's going to have the cross-release. I mean, it's it's so effects-heavy. Maybe they're just still rendering it. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe they are. Uh, and somehow I missed this information about the movie. I'm sure it was out there, but uh, it will be the first of two movies, and it covers only the first half of the book, with the second movie arriving at an unknown date based on the whatever second half of the book. So, And there is a prequel that has also been announced. Now, Prequel means it's going off Frank Herbert's original stories and onto his son's shitty follow-ups. So that's ah, well. <laughs> well, you know, some things can be fixed in post, so we'll see what kind of screenwriters they get in to patch that puppy up. That's true. And Foundation is coming to Apple TV Plus in September. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, they have said uh, here, <laughs> and I see your notes now, uh, there is no date. There was no date on all of these articles that I found. No date, no date. I started to play the trailer this morning and the big right, like up in the right corner, it says coming September 24th. I'm like, how the fuck did you miss that? Apparently there's a date. I did not watch the video. So maybe every single person that wrote these articles did not watch the video either because there's there's no new footage. I've already seen the trailer, so I didn't watch it again. I was just looking for the actual drop date and realized I was reading an article that had no drop date. We scooped them. We scooped them. <laughs> Take yes, that, Verge. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. It uh, looks good. I kind of want to go read the books now before it comes out. So... Uh, they're great books, but you've got to you've got to read them with the knowledge that they were written in the fifties. <laughs> See, I, I, that, that was the problem. I read the like I, I went through them the audiobooks, and they were just so they're kind of 
hard to get through. So, yeah. but I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those things where I need to start taking a hike and maybe listening to it on the hike. But uh, yeah, this is this is not crapper reading sci-fi. This is mm-hmm. full on hardcore. You might need a flow chart. Yeah, it's like a Game a... of Thronesian with the, exactly. the characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just a quick reminder that Ted Lasso is going to drop on July 23rd. I'm very excited. <sighs> that means I'm going to have to renew my Apple Plus. <laughs> I they, I can't get rid of it. So, <laughs> well, I got the Apple One thing. So it's right. just comes packaged with it. And, and it also comes packaged with Apple Fitness, which I have not done once. Period. Right. Yeah, I, I, took, I took the one month free trial on that. I looked at it one time and I went, these workouts are dumb. And that was that. Well, you got to use an Apple TV, and I don't have any Apple TVs lying around anymore. So I think you can, you can use, use your iPad. Can, yeah, I mean, I've got a, I got the big twelve point nine inch iPad, but that's still not a big TV. I'd have to, you know, cast it to the TV, and like I said, I don't have an Apple TV to it, so I'm gonna have to find another way to do it. Maybe get another HDMI cable, plug it in, and guess what? By that point, I could have just walked around the block three times and got my exercise in. So pass. <laughs> All right, and in somewhat surprising news, except for the fact that I personally don't think we'll ever see this a new galaxy quest tv show is in the works mm-hmm. i loved galaxy quest one of the best it was movies a very ever funny made. movie yes so a tv series version is being pitched reportedly being developed by simon Pegg and secession writer georgia pritchett Ooh. Um, yeah i just got chills I, from that 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 could be fucking amazing it could be so we'll see uh, this is not the first time that they tried to do this. Amazon originally set up plans back in 2015, but unfortunately that, the death yeah. of Alan Rickman uh, killed the idea. Then back in 2017, Paul Shear was tapped to write a version of the series, but little more has been heard about it since. But apparently it's still kicking around. So we'll see. I, I personally would welcome it. I, I They may ruin it. Who knows? Well, I mean, Simon Pegg and Georgia Pritchett, those are two pretty big heavy hitters who make some of the best things in the world. Uh, as long as this doesn't screw up with... You know, upcoming seasons of Succession. I'm okay with Georgia <laughs> taking a break, but the news just came out that uh, season three, they just finished filming season three of Succession and it comes out in the fall. There's going to be at least one more season, possibly two, but probably just one. And they do have a wrap for the story. So it's not going to just be one of those trail off to the end ones, which has me very happy because my favorite show on TV is hands down Succession. I love it's it. good. It's real good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this one's for you. Frasier revival release date teased by Kelsey Grammer, which means there is not one. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Said probably the first quarter of next year, says Kelsey Grammer. And they're trying to get uh, most of the actors back, except for the ones that are dead. Um, well, that's only the dad. Everybody else is still uh, alive and well, kicking. The, so the dog's gone, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the dog was better than he had all the best years. lines. He did. He did. <laughs> he was a charismatic little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very excited about this. I, I fucking love the show. I mean, it's just it was the, one of the best written shows in all of human history, I've got to say. And I'm excited to have it back as long as they have a good writing team. It'll be great. OK. OK. Well, here's 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 the checking it out. <clears throat> I, yeah. I, I, it's one of those ones where, you know, I've seen a couple of them. But the problem is the story was so intertwined in past episodes, it was hard to pick up in the middle. So you lose a lot. It's not one of those ones where you could just jump in for an episode and jump back out. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I finished King Kim's Convenience. I watched the final episode, and uh, I was okay with it. Okay. I, I'm sad it's not coming back. I'm sad there isn't going to be more. But they kind of, uh, I think they may have had an inkling. They certainly didn't set it up with like a cliffhanger. We need to come back and resolve this. But uh, some characters were getting ready to make some changes in their lives, and some weren't. And it just, life goes on. 
and I liked it. It was very good. I, I'm happy I had that series in my life. All right. That's a, that's a satisfactory ending, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. And uh, another Canadian show has just dropped season five on Netflix, Working Moms. I started watching this with my wife. Everybody needs a show that they can watch with their spouse. This is one that I can watch with her. Uh, the writing isn't as good anymore. Um it's still funny, but the first couple seasons were actually really funny and very clever. And it, I feel like this show should have ended and Kim's Convenience <laughs> could have kept going. <laughs> All right. And I watched LFG, which is short for Let's Fucking Go. And this was talked about a bit on our Discord channel as well. This is over on HBO Max. It is a documentary about the U.S. women's national team fight for equal pay. And um, it is, oh, just shy of two hours long. And if you are interested in the subject matter, you know all of this already, so you didn't need to watch it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, yeah. I finally finished. Uh, we, we have been binging. I think I mentioned this on the show before. The Great Food Truck Race. Right. And there's a new season out, season 14. We just finished season 13. Yes, we binged 13 seasons of The Great Food Truck Race. <laughs> talk about not deep tv but it's fantastic i love it so i can't wait to see because they they said on the on um on the commercials that it was an all-star episode so i'm like oh we want we're just gonna skip all the other ones and watch it but it'll spoil all the other seasons so we're like oh man we gotta go watch them all first so that's been that's been my afternoon for the past i don't know six months at this point <laughs> I, by the end of the day, man, I you know how you said you need something to watch with your significant other? Well, me yep. and my roommate need something as dumb as you can possibly get in the afternoons, <laughs> and that fits the bill absolutely perfectly. All right. Fair enough. I will never, ever watch an episode of that, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right. Ups and doodads. So these stories were meant for a previous show, but we were running long, so they're a little bit old, but I think it's important that we talk about them because this comes perfectly into Grumpy Old Geeks territory and our connected devices and the things that we buy that we never actually really own or control anymore. Um, Peloton had their problem with their treadmill, which was, you know, one kid got hurt. Uh, I think point. one kid got killed. One kid got killed at one point. Um, you know, shit happens. We mm -hmm. seem to be kind of okay with people having guns in their houses. Shit happens. Treadmill. So their solution was to force the owners of its $4,295 Tread Plus to either return the machine for a refund or pay the $39 monthly membership fee to use it at all. I know. Because, they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because even though it does have safety stuff on it, it's got a couple different things that to begin with, uh, because it's it's not a death device. There, there are certain safety procedures that are built into the device that are actually physical, but they added a safety feature called Treadlock that they could only have on or off if you were an ongoing subscriber, apparently. It's a four-digit passcode, and you need to pay $39.95 a month to be able to use the four-digit passcode. I know. Needless to what? say, people were upset about this. <laughs> really, you think? <laughs> And uh, they are looking into making it available without a Peloton membership, but due to current technical limitations, they're not sure when that'll be possible. Okay. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not sure when it will be possible to make to it put a passcode onto a system. That's yep. already there. That is already there. The, and the there functionality are different is things there. as well. They yep. just can't figure out how to not charge for it, is what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to add this on to the this is why we can't have nice things file, <laughs> just like your Peloton. Uh, <laughs> keep air tags away from children for safety, warns Australian regulator. Well, uh, air tags have well, a battery in it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And apparently Australian children mm-hmm. like to eat the batteries. <laughs> uh, so now they're saying, well, keep your air tags away from kids because maybe, just maybe, the battery compartment on the back could not be uh, could be open for some magical reason, mm-hmm. and uh, then the child might eat the battery. Right. Well, I'm thinking that if your kid's eating batteries, hmm, I blame the parents. But uh, I, I get it. I get it. Children, small things, but uh, everything has these batteries in it. Why are you going to pick on air tags for it? Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah. Well, let me skip ahead a little bit in our show notes then to talk to about something related. Um, yes, AirTags have batteries. What is one thing that they do not have? I don't know, Brian. What? A hole. Oh, yes, the hole. Uh, the hole. The mysterious so hole. The entire reason I have this article here is because of the headline, Chipolo's one spot isn't quite an AirTag, but at least it has a hole. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> So this is a a competitor to AirTags. It works with the same technology. They've updated it so it works with Apple's Find My Network and all that sort of stuff. It is $1 cheaper. And it comes with a hole. But it comes with a hole. (laughs) Also, it doesn't look all shiny and nice like an AirTag, so people may not know what it is, thus defeating the purpose of trying to keep something on the down low so you can trace it and track it and not lose it. Oh, that one looks much better. It looks way better. I'm totally, I, I have really have next to no use case for any one of these, but if I'm going to get one, I'm going to get the Chipolo with the hole. Yeah. I've got two air tags. One of them is still in a drawer because I don't do anything with it. Uh, the other one's on my keychain. And fortunately, I don't have very dumb children around that might eat it. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. But yes, the hole. Yeah. You get a hole at a discount. <laughs> amazing i love it i love it so uh another story that was a little bit old at this point but again it's it's right in our wheelhouse the texas power grid um and we all remember last winter storms disabled parts of the grid because they weren't expecting snow in texas even though it does snow in texas uh and uh now there's a summer heat wave that is again threatening the grid and uh one solution that texas power companies have found we'll just turn up your thermostats oh yeah this one (laughs) (laughs) Problem is, customers weren't aware that the power company could and would do such a thing until their homes got uncomfortably warm. It's called Again, reading. It's called reading. <laughs> it's called there's no free lunch. It's called there's always a catch. The people whose thermostats that they were able to control either got free smart thermostats or enrolled in a program called Smart Savers Texas, which earned, entered them in a sweepstakes to win up to $5,000 off their energy bill for the next year. And in the small print, it said, we get to control your thermostat because, you know, we're going to make sure that our grid doesn't go down by making you very, very hot. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, no sympathy for the dumb. No sympathy for the dumb. You, 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 there is a terms of service. You clicked on it. You said, okay, yep. give me that $5,000. Yep, that's exactly it. So here's the deal. And this is a, going back to something I think we were talking about two or three shows ago about the, you know, the Apple privacy environment where you're paying a premium for a better product that keeps your data private versus the Android. It's cheap, but you know, here you go. We're, we're really, 
that is tech now. If you pay mm-hmm. the money, you get better service, you get better devices, you get better control. If you want it cheaper, there are catches. Yeah, there are definitely catches. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Yep. Yep. That's it's, all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. But it is a weird thing. Like, I, I, I don't know. That is, we, we knew this was going to come. We knew this was coming. And it's just a strange thing to have something in your house that is no longer in your control. And I, I would highly recommend not signing up for these programs. Be a smart saver, Texans. Just don't sign up for smart savers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, have, I have a nest in my house that was given to me by the city of Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, at it, it, certain times, they do have the ability to do that. And I know that. And yep. I know what I signed up for, but I read the fucking terms because I knew it was going to be in there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway, I saw this one. I thought it was pretty fun. iPod interface for Apple Music and Spotify by Tanner Villarete. Uh, it's a cute little JavaScript widget that's just browser based mm-hmm. that turns your browser into an old school iPod. And you can mm-hmm. link your Apple Music account or your Spotify account and uh, it, it just play your songs through that. It's cute. It's very cute. And one of those things that we would, it's like a, it's like a portfolio piece, like something we would have done back in the day. Oh yeah, totally. I, I just thought it was fun <clears throat> and it works perfectly. It's pretty cool. All right. Pretty cool. So check that out. And, uh, all the drone people out there, you have to go sign up now for the recreational UAS safety test or trust. Um, in the past you had to, you know, register your drone if it was over a certain weight. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and now if you own one of those drones, you're supposed to go get uh, a trust completion certificate. So you go sign up to one of their providers, you take the test, takes about a half an hour, and then you can print out your card. The interesting thing about how they do this, though, is if you forget and don't print out your card, to go back and do it again, you have to take the whole test again because they don't keep any user data whatsoever. It's like mm-hmm. you come in, you do your do your test, and everything that they have collected at the beginning of the test is all wiped as soon as you complete the test, and it's done. It's gone. They do not keep any data. So okay. I thought that was pretty good. That's a, yeah, that is good. I mean, that's what the only reason I put it in. I mean, nobody's going to go take the test and nobody's ever, <laughs> no cop's going <laughs> to roll up on you and go, Hey son, you got your trust certificate over there. Come on, hand it over. I'm going to give you a ticket. No cop right. ever is going to do that. So no. <laughs> yeah, cause it's yeah, whatever. But uh, e- either way, you should take the test if you have a drone and you fly it just so you are, you know, cognizant yeah, of what you should be doing. Do. It's the right yes. thing to do. Yes. That said, I haven't done it yet, so I don't know how how hard it is. (laughs) And Barrett sent in an article and says, more from the who the fuck gets paid to create this shit file. And this is uh, about Canon. Back in 2020, the China-based Canon subsidiary, Canon Information Technology, introduced an intelligent IT solution for corporate offices that included five different functional models, one of which is smiley face access control. No, you want to talk about idiocracy. Welcome to it. (laughs) If you want to get into the office and do your soul-crushing job for pennies or rubles or yen or whatever, uh, you have to smile now or the door won't open. And I just love this part of the press release. In addition, based on the corporate culture of moving and always being, Canon has always advocated the concepts of laughing and big health and hopes to bring happiness and health to everyone in the post-epidemic era, Canon wrote in a press release. Therefore, in the IT solution, a new experience of smile recognition is specially incorporated. It is hoped that smiles can let everyone relax and get healthy so as to create a more pleasant working atmosphere and improve efficiency. Smile or die. 
Well, here's the thing. If I if I'm going to put this in my office, I'm mm-hmm. going to get one of those modules that is the firearm control. Because if I hold <laughs> up an AR-15 and I'm smiling and it lets me in, kind of defeats the purpose. It does indeed. Yep. Moron of the week. Well, Brian, when you think things can't get any dumber with influencers, out comes the <laughs> Tour de France. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's seen this one by now, but this is just too funny. Some idiot influencer with a sign caused a major crash. Uh, a lot of people got injured. Some people that were front runners didn't quite stay in the front very long. And mm-hmm. um, now the French are there's, there's a, the, a woman hunt for her, an international okay. woman hunt, because France wants to sue her. Which okay. is fine by me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but she, uh, she, and, and she was German, they believe, by the way. Mm. Um, right. But uh, they, she got on a uh, flight, which is untraceable for some reason. I don't know how that works over there. <laughs> okay. Couldn't do that here. That's for sure. Uh, nope. But she has left the country. And uh, so if you have any information, please call 1-800-DIPSHIT. Yeah, this is pretty bad, but, uh, you know. I mean, if she's German, it's kind of encoded in the German DNA to fuck with the French. Security? Ha! Dave Bittner is back. Dave is the host of the Cyberware podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. And finally, he's the co-host of Recorded Future, where he takes you inside the world of cyber threat intelligence. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Hello, hello. Good to be back. Hmm. Good to have you back. I thought we'd start with a little Star Wars. Um, Obviously, we don't have much to discuss because we're in animation land and we've talked about that a bit. The Bad Batch is fine. It's not great. Yeah, It is what it is. But uh, there is a long form article over on the Atlantic that puts our childhood agony into words. Um, How Disney mismanaged the Star Wars universe. There is nothing that I think we would consider controversial in here. It is the exact same opinions being spewed forth by us and everyone on Reddit. Um, They just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I, I think they rightly point out that the the TV show, like The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. is yep. the kind of stuff that we love and why. Um, my conclusion after reading this article was that um, I think George Lucas is better at posing questions than answering them. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, he, he puts the notion of the Force out there and doesn't explain it, and we all love that. And then he explains it, and we hate it. <laughs> right? Yes. Mini chlorians for the win. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. It's like, it's like at the end of a New Hope, you know, when they're flying down the the trench, and Darth Vader is behind Luke's X-wing, and you know, Vader says, "The Force is strong with this one, but first, I better get a blood test." You know, like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel that, that that was part of the problem with the the three new movies is outside of the fact that, of course, they basically rehashed the same general plots and, you know, okay, well, we can't have a third Death Star. Let's call it Starkiller Base. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. now we have to go blow that up. All right. Uh, is Yeah, they they do tend to explain things too much. Like, did we need to know? If, this, if it were the original trilogy, we would not have known about that Ray was related to the Emperor. Did we need to know that? It ruins it. It's just mm. stupid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
There yeah, being dropped into that universe and sort of having to put the pieces together was part of the fun of it. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that uh, there's that valid point that great art is often made because of limitations, not in spite of them. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think there's no better example of that than looking at the original trilogy versus the prequels with particularly, again, episode four, when Lucas had all kinds of limitations put on him. And you compare that to the prequels where he could do anything he wanted. <laughs> Misa think he and, fucked yes. up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about, you know, just the fact that um, – we would have had if, – if he had been able to do it, we would have had a CGI Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. And who wants that? And a you CGI know, Yoda and all that, yeah. And we right. saw the CGI um, – uh, what's his name? Oh, J- uh, the fat guy. Oh. Jabba. 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 Yeah, yeah the fat <laughs> – I blanked on that. I don't know how. Right. The CGI Jabba the Hutt, which was just like, what? Pizza the Hutt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and again, back to Mandalorian, one of the best decisions they made was making little baby Yoda a puppet so that he feels real. And, yeah. and we that resonates with us and we love that. And I, I, you know, so. Yeah. Going back to your, your point about great art is often made because of limitations. One of my favorite things uh, from when I was a teenager, I was very much into the band The Jesus and Mary Chain. And they famously did an interview where they said, if we actually knew how to play guitar, we never would have written music. It's because they didn't <laughs> right. that they did these amazing things that nobody had really ever done before, and it sounded so good. So right, yeah, right. There's a lot when you to don't that. know what the rules are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that hasn't been ingrained in you. You can you can make interesting new things, and and certainly plenty of people will make new things that aren't interesting. But every now and then you get a great artist <laughs> who, because of that uh, lack of. I don't know. I guess indo- I hate the word indoctrination because of how it's been um, taken over by people. Uh, but, you know, ha- having the, there's the rule, be, not being taught music theory, you know, what you can mm-hmm. and cannot yeah. do. Sometimes that can be a good thing. And there's, but there's, a, there's the other, yeah. you know, the other school that says, oh, you must learn the rules before you can break them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's, which just totally negates the other side of it. But yeah. I prefer <laughs> just breaking the rules first. That's more fun. We, we do know that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. We, we are yeah. aware. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, your latter story resonated with quite a few of uh, mm. our listeners. Mm. There was some uh, Discord <laughs> discussion, as, and, and Rick's had felt the need to tell us his story as well. So perhaps you won't feel so bad. Rick says, I got a $600 set of golf clubs that were on the side of the road after loading. I went up to the door to make sure they were really free. The wife said she caught her husband cheating, and if I didn't take them for free, she would pay me $20 to take them. I passed on the 20 but took the clubs, swapping them for my Goodwill clubs with my nice bag so I wouldn't be recognized on any local greens. Right. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, I I guess maybe the cautionary tale out of all of this is, you know, just because a sign says free – doesn't you know have have a healthy dose of skepticism because you never know best to knock on the door and verify i like this story from rick though that's that's good <laughs> yeah and uh, armchair rambo has done some work uh with one of your uh, epic rants that this is not safe for work by the organ grinders <laughs> featuring dave featuring dave bittner with one t i hope mm. i spelled his name correctly is it bittner too lazy to check if anyone donates i'll forward it to you guys i already send as much as i can cheers and in closing fuck you yeah. Well, Rambo, uh, thank you very much for this. I have to say this filled me with delight and joy. Uh, yeah, 
I, this is wonderful. This is a wonderful <laughs> thing that you've made here, and I hope everyone goes and checks it out. Um, that making some something good and entertaining out of my rant. Uh, so thumbs up to you. I've also included a photo here. I don't know if you guys can include it in the the show notes, but um, if you do a, a Google image search for Dave Bittner, not only will you find pictures of me, various stages of my life, but there is a, an archival photo of Dave Bittner and his KMOX radio orchestra, yes. which is a real thing. This is I, I, evidently back in the day <laughs> when radio stations had their own orchestras. There was a guy named Dave Bittner, properly spelled two T's, was the band leader of a radio orchestra. And this also I love. Well, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a wonderful photo. <laughs> Isn't it great? Yeah. You know, if, if I were a time traveler, maybe this is this – is, I could see this happening. You know, this is so <laughs> – Well, anyway, since he is an older maybe. gentleman, maybe this is a Benjamin Bittner moment. Could be. Could be. Uh-huh. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Scare Doesn't really resemble me in any kind of way, but that's movie. all right. Yeah. <laughs> and Barrett wrote in and said, somebody called Bittner ASAP just in case. And this is, of course, the story about the Western Digital MyBook live drives that are, uh, if they're connected to the internet, are. I don't know if anybody's even actually figured out exactly what's going on yet, but they're getting wiped. Yeah. So. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. With we your, we, with we your covered this there. story. I don't understand. Um, evidently, these are older devices, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, if it's hosted up to the internet, somebody's going out and finding them and has some way to wipe them, and it, it gets gone, baby, gone. Yeah, I have so, two of these drives, but the, they're basically just backup storage, and they're not connected to anything. So good mm-hmm. to know. I will not uh, be connecting those to the internet anytime soon until somebody figures out exactly what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah, I think this is, you know, it's their, one of their services that you can <laughs> handle. But I just, I yeah, I get them and I wipe them immediately because they all come as XFAT. So I always just do minus APFS anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't use any, I, I, I never trust backup tools that come from the company that makes the drive. I don't know why. Uh, Seagate, <laughs> looking at you. Um, <laughs> they just tend to never work. So it's just, you know, we've got enough backup tools now. We've got Time Machine on the Macs. There's Carbon Copy Cloner for the Macs. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a PC. I'm sure that there's something glorious out there for you to use, too. I just don't know it. Um, right. But, yeah, find a professional set of backup software and don't use the crap that comes with the actual hard drive. Because it's like mm-hmm. they don't put any time or effort into it. It's a, you know, a kitschy add-on. Right. 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 It's the free thing. They And you, the, a lot, most of the time they job it out to somebody else and... And then it sort of becomes neglectware. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I got this one, which made me chuckle. DreamHost database leaked 814 million records online, including customer data. Uh, this is not a good one. I mean, DreamHost is, they're kind of like HostGator, you know, bargain basement. Cheap and cheerful. Craptacular, uh, the worst hosting on the planet. You know, if you host with either DreamHost uh HostGator or GoDaddy, expect this to happen. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Um, but the thing about this is uh, some of the records have their WordPress accounts as well, which is not good because they do mm-hmm. a lot of the, uh, the stuff for WordPress. And when I did a Google search for DreamHost breach to find the latest news, the second uh, our, the second result is hacked sites overview, DreamHost knowledge base. If you're not comfortable fixing your WordPress site on your own, you can request DreamHost's Hack Site Repair, a professional malware <laughs> service tool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, 
you break it, you fix it, you break it, you fix it, you pay for both. And there you go. Um, right. Solid right. business model. It is a solid business <laughs> yeah. model. Right. That reminds me of, uh, I don't know, probably a decade ago when Microsoft started buying up antivirus companies. And it was sort of like, you know, selling the, like you say, but you're selling both sides of it. You're selling the the software that, that uh, is susceptible to the viruses and, and you're selling the solution. So mm -hmm. I, I guess it's a good business to be in. Um, yeah, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that. That was my next comment was going to be the Microsoft business model out of the game. Right. <laughs> that really is it. Right, right. Yeah, interesting. Well, uh, I put in uh, an article here from the folks over at MIT Technology Review, and uh, I put this in here for you, Brian, because I thought you'd get a kick out <laughs> of it. This is, uh, this is a flowchart that they have put together. It's a lovely handwritten flowchart of what is AI. And to determine whether or not something is AI, they have this lovely little flowchart here. And um, I, I, I like this a lot, actually. It starts off with, can it see? Can it hear? Can it read? Can it move? Can it reason? And you just <laughs> make your way through the, the flowchart. And by saying yes or no, you know, it'll say, well, it sounds like it's just a camera. Sounds like it's just a word <laughs> processor. <laughs> no, that sounds like math. You know? <laughs> Neat. That's machine right. learning. <laughs> right. 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 And then if you yep. make it all the way through the flowchart and you say yes enough times, it'll say, yep, it's using AI. And uh, <laughs> this is this is as an approachable uh, uh, guide to this as anything I've seen. And so I, I, I rather like this one. Yeah, it's, it's a very clever. And I do like the fact that they actually um, point out that the definition of artificial intelligence is evolving and moving, meaning we have moved past what was the established definition and it's become much more fungible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Still. Well, quick. You can't, uh, you can't put it in your headlines and then switch it in the article. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Editors, pick yeah. fucking one and stay in the lane. Well, and and your marketing materials as well. I mean, yes. That's, yes. that's where it pops up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sort of most <laughs> offensive, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go right. uh, head out of here and I'm going to listen to some more uh, armchair Rambo, not safe for work. Uh, <laughs> my my soon to be top 10 uh, single from my new to be released EP, uh, Dave Bittner rants against the world. And, uh, <laughs> we got to so get you mean, angry uh, again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, let's work on that. <laughs> Mr. McGee, are you trying to make me angry? You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got nobody. Nobody loves us. Nobody loves us. No new people. No. Nope. And over at PayPal, uh, we've got Adam, Thomas, Charlie, Simon, Michael, and Matt. Thank you very much. Woohoo. Thank you. And over at our tip jar, uh, we got Spencer and William Generous, who was indeed generous. Nominative determinism there. Yep. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, <laughs> everybody. You. Everybody that has uh, thrown us a few uh, bones this month or this week, we appreciate it very, very much. You have no idea. No idea. Yes. Uh, so I can go buy all the stuff that I sold at the garage sale. <laughs> the cycle continues. <laughs> the cycle continues. <laughs> Lather, rinse, repeat. Yep. Uh, sad news, John McAfee uh, committed suicide in prison in Spain after he was... Uh, uh, going to get sent back to the good old U.S. of A. Yes, yeah, uh, trial. He was, uh, was going to get uh, get get trialed and get jailed, and he took the other way out. Yeah, so. he did. He did. Of course, interesting guy. I, I will say, interesting yeah. guy. 
Yeah, this makes me kind of sad. He was he was crazy, but you know he was an entertaining kind of crazy. I know people are going to say, oh, he had child brides, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, killed his neighbor. Well, the neighbor murder thing, I'm kind of with him on that one. His neighbor, did, <laughs> his neighbor did deserve to die. Here we go. I'm just saying he killed his dogs. He poisoned his dogs. So that a lot. That a lot. Yeah. OK, I, I get it. He, but that, there are like 16 of them. He killed like 16 get, dogs. So you don't yeah. get to turn into John Wick. Uh, yeah, you do. It's, no. it's Belize, man. You can do whatever you want. All you have to well, do is Belize in yourself. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I'm just going to sign off on he was a charismatic and troublesome individual that yes. I'm not sure will be missed too much, but there you go. <laughs> Certainly uh, not by anybody in Belize. <laughs> yeah, a happieth, happy 50th, happieth, happieth 50th to Elon Musk. Who, oh, uh, did he celebrate by pimping some random crypto? Must have, must have. Must have. Okay. Yeah. Elon, you want to give me a birthday present too? Get that stock over 700, baby. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> please. Pretty please. <laughs> and a happy 50th. The super fan of the show, Desiree. Uh, she tied one on and uh, one of our favorite people over there in Sweden. So happy birthday, Desiree. Happy birthday. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason Filippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 512. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy and respect your damn elders. Yeah, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck both of you. Fuck both of you. Fuck you, Jason. Fuck you, Brian. Fuck you both. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I don't like to curse, you know. I generally don't. Something I generally don't want to do. Let me just say, without reservation, fuck you guys. Both of you. Fuck you guys. Happy New Year. Hello. I'm very grumpy. Security? Ah! No, no. Very grumpy. I'm very grumpy.